Hello and welcome to episode number 112 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B Thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and on today's show, well, we're going to be discussing, of course, COVID, Thanksgiving a little bit, the year 2020. We're getting into that time period. The end of the year is here, believe it or not. Usually people are looking back on a year, getting a little bit melancholy about all the fun that was had. 2020 may be a little bit different now for most people, but we're still heading into the holiday season. It's probably going to mean something a little bit different to some, and the plans that you normally have are going to be interrupted for a lot of people. It depends. It's interesting to see what's going on right now with Thanksgiving. Millions of people still traveling around, which is great. I mean, this in the United States of America, we have a free country. And I think you should be allowed to decide what you want to do. The stories of what is going on with the virus, there are still plenty of questions. The last I looked, there were still only a couple, two or three hundred people in ICUs in the Chicago area with COVID, which is still a relatively small number. But we're seeing those hockey stick type graphs. And when it comes to testing, we know that there are a lot of false positives that's been proven when it comes to cases you can't really believe what you're being told but the reality is you need to focus on the amount of people that wind up in the hospital and the amount of people that wind up dying it's a morbid business but the reality is looking at the overall deaths from covid is a scary number for a lot of people But when you look at the amount of people that normally die in the United States, and you know what? Even before COVID, people were dying in the United States and worldwide. This may surprise some people, including the mainstream media, because as of this point, it doesn't look like we're seeing a spike in deaths in the United States in 2020 from a normal year. They're just being attributed to different things. So it's hard to wrap your brain around the fact that these 250, whatever the thousand, whatever the number is up to today of what's being attributed as COVID-19 deaths in a normal year, you would have to question whether those people were going to be dying from the flu, a cold, whatever, because people die and we're not seeing a spike in the total number of deaths in the United States. But COVID-19 is real. There's no question about it. It is a strange thing because at the beginning of COVID, there were a lot of people asking the question, well, do you know anybody that has it? Do you know anybody that has it? And the answer for us was pretty much no. One guy that my parents know had it early on and ended up passing away from it. But otherwise, It kind of seemed like something that was out there somewhere, but not really hitting close to home. But now, I mean, as we speak, uh, my parents, two of their really good friends, both have it. I talked to a buddy of mine the other day, and uh, three of his brothers have had it. So this is something that now seems to be affecting a little bit more. So I, I have no doubt. We're getting back into the cold and flu season. I have no doubt that the numbers for the COVID are 
picking up, but there's always flus. There are always viruses going around and nothing has really changed. The people that are the most susceptible to having a bad reaction to these types of things should be protected. And that's the reason why for Thanksgiving, the wife and I are pretty much going to be sitting at home doing our own thing, not because uh, Mr. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, said so or anybody else said so. But I've talked about here on Random Thoughts a bit, the health issues that my mom's had this year and nothing to do with COVID and nothing to do with anything that's been going on otherwise. But, uh, you know, just in our little bubble, she went, uh, you know, 81 years without having any health problems whatsoever. And this year going into the hospital thinking she had a bad case of heartburn or something, wound up with a double bypass followed by colon cancer surgery, which she's in recovery from now doing well and seeing the cancer doctor today where she'll find out what kind of chemo she's going to go through. And she is going to go through some kind of chemo, but the colon cancer that she had, it only spread to two lymph nodes and the prognosis is really good. But when you're going to be going through chemo, stuff like that, I don't want to be the one and nobody in the family wants to be the one to uh, get her infected with anything. I mean, not just COVID. Don't, don't want to get a cold at this point before she has to deal with the chemo. So, yeah, it sucks, but I'm holding out the uh, ability to reschedule and have Thanksgiving next year and, you know, February, March, whatever, because who says you have to do it on a certain day? Who says these holidays are set in stone? And you can make your own decision. I have no problem with people that want to get together with their family. And if there's nobody that is of bad health or dealing with anything like that, I say go for it. Because the reality of COVID is for healthy people, especially those healthy and under 65 years old, the survival rate and the recovery rate are really, really good. So that's something to keep in mind as we deal with. 2020 coming to an end, COVID and moving forward with all this stuff. But for me, 2020 was kind of the year of staying home, which really isn't all that different from 2019, to be honest. You know, when you're a hermit and you don't like going out, then 2020 is kind of a godsend, I suppose. But I don't mind going out. But usually on a normal week, we may have discussed this a little bit along the way when dealing with COVID, but, you know, hey, I've been working out of the house for years after losing the vision, been doing a lot less work, and I don't really like driving because it's harder to drive when you can't see. Uh, maybe that should go without saying, but for me, being home is kind of the normal thing. So on a normal week in 2019, say, well, my wife has two days off, works a normal job. And maybe I'd go out one or two of those days. I mean, a big week was going out twice and uh, staying home five or six days a week. That was kind of the normal thing anyway. So I'm not finding this to be all that different. And I do feel for everybody out there who can't stand being in the house, who want to be out doing things all the time and are going through a little bit of cabin fever. I get it. Just relax. The end is near. Oh, I mean, wait, that sounded a little bit more fatalistic. 
then I meant it. I meant the end of COVID, not the end of, you know, all times. But I mean, really, we don't know what's going to happen. That would be kind of the irony, wouldn't it? Hey, everything's great. COVID's gone. Here's the end of the world. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But this is still the week now of Thanksgiving, and there are things to be thankful for. I mean, every day you get up and you take a breath, well, you should be thankful for that because there's a lot of people that don't get that. And there's a lot of people, no matter what issues you're dealing with, have things worse than you do, and everybody's dealing with something, not always personally, but a close family member or a friend. I mean, nobody is sitting around with the perfect life, no matter what you want to believe. So you got to find the things that you're thankful for. And we're definitely thankful that you're listening to Random Thoughts, the podcast that I've been doing here, Random Thoughts, Grumpy Old Benz that I do with Ryan Bemrose, which you can find over at grumpyoldbenz.com and doing the rock and roll pre-show for the No Agenda podcast, who is also working tomorrow on Thanksgiving because this is a time when you need the information that it's important, that holidays can be pushed off, that holidays are important, but you can still take care of a couple different things on a day. Just because it's Thanksgiving doesn't mean you got to uh, sit around and eat all day. You can still be a little bit productive, and that's what the guys over at the No Agenda podcast are doing, and that's what we'll be doing before the No Agenda show is our usual rock and roll pre-show, which we've been doing now for, what, a year and a half or so. It's been a whole lot of fun getting to play uh, radio DJ. I mean, the podcasting stuff is fun. Don't get me wrong, but getting to uh, play some tunes and go back to uh, the days of B96 here in Chicago or, you know, more recently watching WKRP in Cincinnati. It's like, who doesn't want to be Dr. Johnny Fever at least a couple of days a week? And I'm thankful that I've gotten to be able to do that and have a crowd of people actually show up and care and request songs and do all that. So that has been a whole lot of fun. And the people listening to Random Thoughts, that is the the coolest thing for me. Because, I mean, the music is bringing people in, I think, to the Rock and Roll pre-show. And Ryan Bemrose, I think, brings maybe one or two people in over on the Grumpy Old Ben's program. And I think overall, most people like that conversational type podcast rather than the monologue that the one person shows do. But I'm very thankful that you're listening to the show right now and looking at the stats. And it's hard to do with podcasts, but I just did this with Grumpy Old Ben's and with Random Thoughts as I looked at the total number of downloads of the top 10 episodes for 2019, as opposed to the top 10 episodes that we've done so far here in 2020. And the top episodes that we did in 2019 overall had a total of 160 to 190 total downloads and the way the stats program works and it is a really it's a bad one when it comes to trying to figure out how many people are listening to your podcast but the way the stats work is if somebody totally downloads a file in this case the mp3 for the podcast it's listed as a hit a total hit and that's what these numbers are there's also a bunch of partial hits because mp3 files can be really big and if people are listening to them streaming and they only listen to 10 percent, 20 percent, 99 percent of the show it doesn't matter that just shows 
as a partial hit. It doesn't show as a total hit. So trying to put those two numbers together and guess what is out there can be a bit more voodoo than science. From what I can tell, usually it's about twice or maybe a little more of the the total hits that at least people that listen to partial episodes, but going by just total downloads. And again, with total downloads, you don't know if somebody actually listened to the show. They just downloaded it, which is great, but you don't know if they actually listened. But going by just the total completed downloads in 2019, the top episodes were between 160 and 190 total, except for one episode, which was episode number 54, where we made the comparison of what was going on with heavy metal back in the day, douchebag Al Gore, when he brought uh, D. Snyder and Frank Zappa in front of Congress and grilled them, that had uh, 301. So that was a, a much bigger download. That was a little bit of an outlier. But otherwise, the other top episodes, 160 to 190 total downloads. So far for this year, with about a month to go, the most popular episodes have a total of 433 to 486 complete downloads, which means we have more than doubled our reach in 2020 over 2019, which is a really cool and humbling thing, which is why we keep doing these shows. It's a very small audience compared to a lot of podcasts, but this is what we're doing just for you who are listening. We appreciate you doing so, and hopefully uh, 2021 will continue the growth rate on this and over at uh, Grumpy Old Benz, who right now Grumpy Old Benz is doing like three to four times the amount of traffic that we get here at Random Thoughts. So if you want to hear me, you know, a little bit more unhinged and arguing all the time with my co-host Ryan Bemrose, feel free to check out GrumpyOldBenz.com. But of course, Thanksgiving, too means that uh, Christmas is just around the bend, and that's probably going to be a little bit screwed up as well. But that now brings us into things like, you know, Christmas gifts gets a little bit more complicated when everybody's sitting at home. You know, restaurant gift certificates are probably not going to be a popular gift choice, although maybe they should be because people are going to be ready to be getting out of the house and doing a lot of things. There's a lot of restaurants, though, that might not make it. so. I know everybody wants to go out and support their local businesses, but it's hard with the smaller restaurants. You know, you can go buy a hundred dollar gift certificate and they could be gone in three months. So it's a weird time for those businesses. For me, I mean, I'm easy when it comes to Christmas gifts. If it is a microphone, audio gear or vinyl records, I mean, you could load up on all that stuff until the cows come home. My wife is a little bit harder to buy for. And there's no question about that. I mean, I tell her that's a good problem to have, because if you can't come up with any ideas of anything that you want, then you probably have too much already. I mean, she's got the perfect husband already. I don't know what more she could possibly want. But this year on her list, the one thing she did come up with, and of course, it has to be something that's going to be harder to get than, you know, you can't just go to Amazon, click a button. No, that would be too easy. But she wants the new Lego set. And this comes from putting together a couple of these sets from a company called Foco, which are doing nothing but angering her, which is kind of a funny thing when it comes down to it. 
because they're supposed to be something that people do that you can relax. But uh, I got her the little Foco Wally the Green Monster. This is how this started. And the little Wally the Green Monster, well, he's the mascot for the Boston Red Sox. And this little puzzle, when it's completed, only stands a few inches high. It's a pretty small thing. But the Foco bricks are kind of like Legos in the way that they are Legos, but they're just smaller and kind of a total ripoff of Legos. But the fact that they are such a magnitude smaller, I mean, for somebody like me with crappy eyes and big hands, no, that wouldn't really work. The little Wally the Green Monster, well, she put that together with absolutely no problem. So I upped the game a, uh, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, whatever it is. Now, I mean, COVID, it's hard to keep track of time. And the Fenway, Fenway Park, Boston, the whole park itself, the set, which is, again, kind of like Legos, but not to put together the park was on sale. So I got that for and that has been the scourge of what she's been doing for the past few weeks. As I told her, I'm like, hey, look, this thing looks really cool when it's done but i read the reviews and if it wasn't on a really good sale i would have probably never bought it but i read the reviews and the people complained about one thing which is the bleachers fall down a lot if you don't put some extra pieces underneath it and they mentioned that if you tell the people over at foco that you know you shoot off an email to them they'll send you extra pieces so you don't have to go through this hassle well i let my wife know this but she knew better and she decided to start building the thing and the bleachers kept falling down and it turns out that she finally did what was suggested before starting the whole thing got some extra pieces sent but now of course had to disassemble quite a bit of it to get back to the point to where you could put the extra pieces in and uh, i'm not sure if that one's going to get done or not i hope so because it looked like it'd be really cool when it's done. And this is supposed to be a very calming thing. But as of yet, not so much with that. But we also had gotten her a Lego Mickey Mouse uh, Steamboat Mickey, uh, which would be what? Steamboat Willie was the movie. It was black and white. And it is a steamboat with the little Mickey Mouse and the little Lego guy. But it's a steamboat that actually has moving pieces. So when you you know, drag it across the table or whatnot. The stacks go up and down and the wheels spin on the side. And that was good. So she's convinced, and I think rightfully so, that Lego over Foco is the way to go. As far as if you don't want to drive yourself mad with the design being bad because, you know, things falling down when you're putting it together, not any fun. And the pieces don't always want to stick together quite well because, again, they're like, the legos but they're smaller and i'm guessing once they've been put together and taken apart now the rebuild is becoming even harder so she decided that wasn't hard enough and it started as just me kind of kidding around because i saw this online and i'm like hey look lego is now coming out with their biggest lego set ever and anybody that's familiar with legos knows that is a hard thing to do be the biggest lego set ever because you've seen Things like the Imperial Star Destroyer from Star Wars. You've seen things like the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. I mean, those have been their biggest sets to date. The Colosseum, the Roman Colosseum, that's the set that they're coming out with. Over 9,000 pieces rated for ages 18 and up, probably because if you're going to start swearing, 
They want to make sure you're at least 18 years old. And I'll be interested to see how long it takes to put this thing together. But she asked her parents to get this for her. And I think they listened to the show. So thank you for uh, taking on this challenge of procuring one of these Lego Coliseums when they come out. Of course, they're releasing them on Black Friday because nothing is more fun than getting up at the break of dawn and standing in line to buy a really expensive bunch of Lego bricks. But I think she will enjoy putting this together. The thing when it's done is like 24 by 20 as far as the base, and it gets up to like 10 and a half inches high at its highest point. So it is a, a thing to marvel at, but uh, the price tag, wow. These are, again, Lego bricks. Retail price on this thing, and I'm sure this is what they are when they're coming out, $549 for a set of Legos. Hopefully, it will give her uh, more than a few hours of enjoyment. And once it's built, I'm like, well, where are you going to put it? She's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, you better have someplace to put it because I know you don't want to put this thing together and then be like, all right, let's take it apart. I don't think that's the part of the fun of that. I think the part of the fun of one of these huge Lego sets is to put it together. Then you can take pictures of it and send it to everybody, you know, and be like, I built this. And then when people come into the house, you know, once this COVID stuff is over, once you can have people over, you can be like, hey, look what I did. And uh, we'll definitely follow up on this because I think it will be an adventure, let's say, getting it built. So that'll be interesting to watch. Now, Bill O'Reilly, Big Bill, you know, Bill from Fox News Days. I mean, he had a good idea, which was it's going to be a different type of holiday season. You're not going to see the people that you always see. And it's a good time to just get smaller gifts and give them to more people and kind of spread the joy around. And I thought that was a good concept. I mean, Bill may have just been uh, selling his books and all the other things that he sells over at his website, BillOReilly.com, which I do suggest checking out if you want the actual news in a method that is uh, honest and easy to digest for this whole COVID thing. He has become my new source of choice because the mainstream media sucks. So uh, BillOReilly.com, if you're into that kind of a thing. Now, one story I wanted to hit here on the show, just because I thought it was interesting for anybody that has watched the television shows, uh, either Scrubs or Spin City specifically. Now, there's a guy named Randall Winston, and I saw the name when you watch Spin City because he was one of the associate producers on Spin City and the mayor of spin city you know the character itself that uh, barry bostwick played was named mayor randall winston that's where the name came from it was this guy's name and he was an associate producer as i said on spin city and then he was the producer of the show scrubs which i really like the show scrubs and i've been listening to the scrubs podcast trying to get caught up on that which the two stars the guy that played jd and the guy that played Turk, those two guys, they do a podcast together. And it's been kind of interesting. And Randall Winston was on one of the episodes and he had just mentioned something. And I, I looked him up and it was interesting because I had no idea he was from Harvey, Illinois, which is just right down the road here 
from me here in the Chicago area. But what I didn't know was that, well, one, he was the guy that played both Death and Leonard, the security guard in Scrubs. And if you watch Scrubs, you'll remember Leonard, the security guard, as the big black guy, huge afro, and a hook for a hand. Now, this was uh, a memorable character, just a bit part, just showed up every now and then. He also played Death in Scrubs as well. And it was interesting because he was just doing this was just a little bit part. He was the producer of the show, and he mentioned in the podcast that when those characters would get fan mail, and he's like, they got a few, that, but it was so few that he would end up just sending them back like a complete signed script or things like that because nobody really was sending fan mail, I guess, to a death or Leonard, the security guard. And the guy that played Leonard, the security guard, was the guy that basically ran the show. So they got a little something extra back when they did send fan mail. But Randall Winston, again, big black guy, gay. I had no idea that he was the basis of the character of Carter on Spin City. Now, Stuart on Spin City was kind of then based upon, well, their friendship was based on the friendship between Randall Winston and the creator or co-creator of Scrubs, a guy named uh, Bill Lawrence. Now, the funny thing is, if you watch both of those shows, Spin City and Scrubs, so the friendship of Randall Winston and Bill Lawrence was both what the friendship of Carter and Stewart on Spin City was based on, but also what the friendship of J.D. and Turk on Scrubs was based on. So really, when it comes down to it, just in different universes, J.D. and Turk, Stewart and Carter, the same people. I mean, Turk wasn't gay. Only difference between the two, I guess. Well, and, you know, they did different jobs in the different series, but I thought that was kind of mind blowing. And now once you hear that, you really cannot unhear it but both of those shows i think were some of the best done sitcoms that have been around over the last 20 or 30 years and if you've never checked out either scrubs or spin city i would highly recommend that you do so i would be remiss if i didn't remind you that i work on the value for value model here on the random thoughts podcast which means i do the shows i produce them i put them out there you download you listen for free and you can do so for as long as you'd like but if you do get some value out of the show we ask you at some point maybe the holiday season's a good time to do this that you can send some value back our way and you can go to randomthoughts.com r-a-n-d-u-m-b thoughts.com and you can click a donate button where you can do a one-time donation or a recurring donation you can find a qr code if you want to do the bitcoin thing and you'll also find a snail mail address if you'd like to go that route. But the way the value for value model works is you decide what this is worth compared to other things you buy. Do you get as much value out of this as you do when you go into a Starbucks and buy a nice big Frappuccino or something and spend five bucks? Well, that's cool. Is it as much as if you were to buy a CD? I mean, back in the day or buy something digitally, you know, a movie or an album where you might spend 10 or 20 bucks. That's up to you. And that's the beauty of the value for value. We don't tell you what it's worth. You tell us what it's worth and you share that with us in any way that you want. And it is all very much appreciated. 
We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you supporting the show. And we hope to be doing this for a nice long time. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so at Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com. And you can also hit me up on Twitter, Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L, and follow the show there, Random Podcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, Podcast. And of course, go to randomthoughts.com and get an invite to No Agenda Social, which is like Twitter, but way better. And you can always find me on there. So here's to wishing you and your family the most sane and normal Thanksgiving that you can be having this particular week. And just know that all of this will just be a blip on the radar and life will get back to normal, but never take any of it for granted. I think that's one thing we've learned from 2020 is you never know what's going to happen. As the great Warren Zevon once said, enjoy every sandwich. And I believe that is good advice. So until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 